Welcome to Brad Kyle's Brad's Motor Works podcast. We'll be talking about some things about BMW, some things of cars in general, and some things about car repair. I hope you find it educational, enlightening, and I hope it increases your understanding of your car. And maybe along the way we'll have some fun too. Thank you for listening, and here we go. Episode number 204, Are Lifters an Issue Anymore? Uh, this one's going to be kind of a quickie. They're talking about engine lifters. So these are the lifters that are part of the valve train that will help to open and close the intake and exhaust valves in your normal ICE motor, internal combustion engine motor. So if you're driving an EV, then none of this is applicable to you. <laughs> EVs don't have intake and exhaust valves and all that kind of stuff. So anyway... Uh, Hopefully you'll find it interesting. Uh, Again, this is going to be an article from a trade magazine that's called Underhood Service. It's written by Andrew Markell, which, again, he's a very prolific uh, automotive technical writer. I I read a lot of his articles, and I find them to be typically very good, informative, and um, we go from there. So, uh, again, a couple of quick commercials. If you want to get a hold of me via email, it's bkpodcast5 at gmail.com. And again, I'm also, my shop uh, is also on uh, LinkedIn under Brad Kyle's Motor Works. And so for that matter, if you check out just the internet, I've got a couple different uh, listings for the shop as well. So. so are lifters an issue anymore? The basic function of a valve lifter is pretty simple. It sits on the camshaft and transfer those, transfers the motion of the cam lobe up through the push rods and rockers to open and close the valves. The size and shape of the cam lobe under the lifter multiplied by the ratio of the rocker arms determine valve lift and duration. As such, the lifter just follows the motions of the cam, but does play a a role in valve train latch clearance and noises. The area of contact between the lifters and cam lobes is the highest loaded surface inside an engine with as much as 200,000 to 300,000 psi at the point of contact depending on valve spring pressure. Uh, I've done some, not to side note, but uh, or a side note, I, I've done a couple different podcasts in regards to proper engine oils for your car. That right there, that little uh, factoid that he just brought up, uh, there's one of the reasons why you have to have the right oil in your car, okay, is valve train uh, wear and tear and the pressures that are exerted in the valve train obviously is unbelievable. 200,000 to 300,000 PSI. I mean, that's insane, okay? And yes, that is an internally lubricated part. So having the right oil at that point is highly critical. So let's continue. Um, Consequently, it is critical that both components have the correct geometry, both convex and taper, that both services have adequate hardness to resist premature wear and failure, and that point and that point of contact receives good lubrication with the motor oil. Roller lifters. A big improvement came about with the invention of roller lifters. By placing a small wheel on the bottom of the lifter, friction between the cam and lifter was greatly reduced. That's why all modern pushrod engines have roller lifters. Roller lifters are also allow the use of more radical cam lobe, pro- lobe profiles with faster opening and closing ramps that provide more total valve opening for a given lift and duration. Mounting a wheel on the bottom of the lifter also changes the dynamics between the lifter and cam. A roller lifter has to be held in 
in fixed alignment with the cam so the wheel will not will let me start that one a roller lifter has to be held in fixed alignment with the cam so the wheel will roll smoothly on the lobe so you don't want the lifter to rotate or twist if the original cam and lifters are still in good condition and are being reused make sure all of the lifters are reinstalled in their original holes same location as before however if the original cam is worn and needs to be replaced replace the lifters too don't ruin the new or reground cam by reusing worn lifters hydraulic lifters hydraulic lifters were first developed back in the 1930s and became common in production engines in the 1950s hydraulic lifters eliminate the clatter produced by solid lifters and also eliminates the need for periodic adjustments by maintaining zero clearance when the engine is running. Solid lifters require a small air gap between the tip of the rocker arms and the tops of the valve stems to compensate for thermal expansion in the engine as it heats up. Hydraulic lifters achieve zero clearance by using oil pressure against a spring-loaded plunger inside the lifter body. Oil fills the cavity under the plunger when the valve is closed. This pushes the plunger up to take slack out of the valve train and hold it tight. A one-way check valve inside the lifter holds the pressure inside the lifter as the valve opens. Hydraulic lifters are also kinder on valve train components than solid lifters because zero valve lash reduces the hammering effect that occurs when the valves, when the valves slam shut at higher engine speeds. There's no air gap to fill so the valve simply follows the cam lobe as it closes for a more gentle landing. This also reduces noise and helps extend the life of the valve train components. Hydraulic lifters are precision fit assemblies. The plunger is closely matched to the housing to provide minimal clearance so the leak down rate is not too great or too small. That's why you should never intermix the internal parts when you are cleaning and rebuilding a set of hydraulic lifters. Clean each lifter individually in the original assembly tolerance Oh, let me try that one again. Clean each lifter individually so the original assembly tolerances are maintained. New lifter designs. The ongoing quest to squeeze more fuel efficiency out of today's engines has led to the development of various displacement on demand, variable displacement, or cylinder deactivation technologies on some engines. Basically, the idea is to deactivate up to half of the engine's cylinders when it is under light load to conserve fuel. Switching off the fuel injectors to kill certain cylinders saves fuel, but if the valves are still opening and closing, the engine is wasting energy pumping air through the dead cylinders. The valves also have to be deactivated at the same time to maximize the energy savings. Deactivating the valve traps air in the dead cylinders. This creates an air spring effect that returns almost as much energy on the piston downstroke as put into during the compression upstroke. The engine squeezes the air during the compression stroke and the air pushes back as it expands during the downstroke. There are various ways to deactivate cylinders including cams that have different blobs for each cylinder changing the position of the rockers or using hydraulic lifters that can collapse on command to eliminate valve lift. A variable position valve lifter can operate with normal plunger height or reduced plunger height. 
This requires a secondary oil supply hole and valving to change the position of the plunger inside the lifter. The powertrain control module regulates the oil pressure to the lifters via solenoid valves. With multiple cylinder deactivation, several solenoids may be used to control oil flow to various lifter pairs. Problems with engine sensors, notably MAP, airflow, and throttle position sensors, the oil flow control solenoids, engine oil pressure, if the engine is also equipped with a variable displacement oil pump, the PCM or wiring faults may affect, may all affect the normal operation of such a system. Assembly tips. Hydraulic lifters will normally make some noise when an engine is initially fired up, but should soon quiet down as oil fills the lifters and the lifters expand to tighten up the step in the valve train. Some experts say hydraulic lifters should be pre-soaked in oil and bled prior to installing them. Others say this isn't necessary and actually increases the risk of the lifters holding the valves open too far. The normal procedure for adjusting a set of hydraulic lifters is to rotate the cam so that each pair of lifters is at their lowest position on the cam on the base circle of the cam. This is done by rotating the case Excuse me, this is done by rotating the crank so that the cylinder is at top dead center on its compression stroke with both valves fully closed. So that's that one. A little bit about hydraulic lifter technology and uh, story there, history. So hopefully you found that at least somewhat enlightening anyway. I appreciate you listening. Again, if you want to get a hold of me via uh, email, it's bkpodcast5 at gmail.com. And again, I'm also on LinkedIn under under, uh, Brad Kyle's Motor Works. So check those out and uh, see what you think. I appreciate your time. Appreciate you listening. Hope you have a fantastic day and a great tomorrow. Thank you again. Thank you for listening to this episode. It's been an honor and a privilege to spend time with you. I hope you found this of value. Please share it with family and friends. Above all else, with all you're getting, get understanding. May God bless you and keep you, and thank you again.